Theatrical Shenanigans with Georgette Vale. Hello there and welcome back for episode two of Theatrical Shenanigans with me, Rachel Feeney-Williams. Once again for this episode we have another audio play to listen to and another guest to discuss it with. My guest this week is someone I've had the pleasure of knowing for around two years since she came to a play reading group that I run. She's been a wonderful performer there as well as a wonderful performer in a number of other places. She is Georgette Vale. Georgette, thank you so much for joining me. You're welcome. (laughs) So you almost have a a, a family legacy when it comes to being involved in theatre, but how did you yourself get started? Something I always knew I was going to do. I saw my dad on stage. Mum tended to do the backstage. I was cast in small parts when I was six, seven. Um, Did a little girl's ballet dancing class, hated the ballet. (laughs) Did a little comic piece, found out I got a laugh and thought, that's it. That's what, (laughs) that's it. Gradually, as I matured, I did do lots of drama in places wherever I was. Um, Joined various local drama groups, did a bit at college. I used to think that um, getting a laugh was the was the big thing. Mm. Gradually, I learned naturally making them cry is pretty powerful. Mm. And now I think if you can make them laugh, make them cry, and make them think, then you've got the full package there. Yes, the hat trick. Do you have a particular element of theatre you prefer to be involved in, or is it all about being on the stage for you? Yeah, I'm. I'm happier on stage. I've never had a desire to be the director. I've done it once, didn't really like it. Um, (laughs) Doing the whole thing of organizing everything, but I'm quite happy to be the producer. Even if I'm not cast in the local production, I'm always heavily involved. For me, um, I first knew you as a performer with the Literary Discourse Society, but you've I say you fashioned a career as a performer with the live history stuff. How did you get involved in that in the first place? My work is in the field of sensory impairment, but I've always been doing drama and crafts of evenings. Mm. And about 20 years ago, I I developed a particular kind of craft, fabric flowers, and developed that into a, a talk. So I was giving talks and doing then about once a month, which was pretty good. I enjoyed doing that. But then... I was doing a lot of work in London, which meant that I couldn't certainly couldn't take part in the local drama society stuff. And we had done a play which involved 10 people on a local history story. A friend of ours wrote it and lots of us performed in small bits. People said, well, can you do that again? Well, getting 10 people together. No, you can't redo that. And then somebody said, well, the story of Lucilla Reeve would make a nice story, make a nice play. When I looked into it, she's quite a character. Um, It's a story that's quite local to us about six villages that were evicted in 1942 Mm. um, to create a battleground training area. And they were told that they'd go back at the end of the war. And, well, they're still not back there. And I read her little books and thought, well, that'll make a one woman show. And then... It was much easier for me to take bookings on your own. So you can work your work schedule around it. I did that for a couple of years. um, And I worked up another couple of plays on other local people. And sort of added that to my list. And gradually 
I'm getting more and more people booking them as well as the craft talks that I do mm -hmm. and a few other things. And well, certainly each time I was coming home from one of those, I was thinking, oh, that was brilliant. If, if only I could do that full time. Yeah. It's never going to be a full time, full time job, but it's a pretty nice sideline. Hmm. And the bottom line is I do enjoy doing it. I mean, you know, you're a performer and you've got an audience. What more can one want for in life, really? Yeah. <laughs> it's incredible what you have built it into. I mean, obviously, you must have played some incredible people throughout doing this. Is there a particular person you've not played that you'd like to? Or have you had a favourite that you've played before? I've currently got eight characters mm. that I do. Sometimes people do say to me, well, which is your favourite? <laughs> and I always say, well, you can't ask a mother which is your favourite of your children? You you can't no. answer that question. No, it's the same and with I, playwrights and plays. You just can't answer that. No, because <laughs> you were you were in the in the press as well for <laughs> one of your performances, were you not? <laughs> <laughs> that was a bit cheeky. Um, at the Jubilee last year, our local town team were planning the Jubilee events and said to me, "You can play the Queen." <laughs> said, yeah, I suppose I could. I got the costume up, got the photograph of me in the costume. The only thing I couldn't get was a corgi. I wanted to find a corgi <laughs> to carry around with me on a lead, but nope, nobody's got a corgi. <laughs> but I did do it on the Saturday for a, another group that I belonged to. I turned up at the garden party and gave a little speech and said, thank you very much for attending and got photographed for that, very nice. But the next day, the big Jubilee event, it was chucking it down. It was so, it was really, really bad weather. Mm -hmm. And so the town team agreed to cancel it at short notice. Anyway, um, that event was canceled and was going to be put on again, but that didn't happen. And then of course, Queen Elizabeth II mm -hmm. passed away and there was a little local Facebook page that were asking for photographs of people in in costume. So it was a local actors page. I put the photograph of me as queen. And then the next thing I know, a journalist saying, has anybody played the queen? Would they be willing to be interviewed for the Eastern <laughs> Daily Press? And people kept tagging me. So I said, yes. Yeah. So I had a, a little chat with the journalist and it, Frankly, it was a lot of fuss. It was lovely. I was on the front page. A <laughs> little bit in the top, you know, people who played the Queen. And I thought, well, um, that's lovely. But actually, it's a lot of fuss for something that was actually cancelled. <laughs> you're not just a performer, you're a star. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> okay, so from performer to playwright, we now move on to talk about the play we're here to listen to and the man who wrote it. Greg Hatfield is an American playwright based in Cincinnati, Ohio, who's been writing comedy for radio, television, print, film and theatre for nearly 50 years. Greg has an extensive history as a writer, director and actor, as well as being part of an award-winning comedy troupe, Dr. Brown Dog's Monkey Time, which, aside from theatrical shenanigans, is the best name I've ever heard of. As well as all of that, he runs his own blog, Ruminations and Ramblings, which can be found at greghatfield.wordpress.com for those who'd like to know more. Greg's comedy piece is entitled Monday, Tuesday, Friday and was inspired by the radio programmes of the 1940s. The play is set in the office of Thursday Enterprises and introduces the wonderfully named employees Still Monday, Tuesday Night, Joe Friday and Mr Thursday. Theatrical Shenanigans presents... 
Monday, Tuesday, Friday by Greg Hatfield. This is the city, New York, New York. The city so nice, they named it twice. The city that never sleeps. The city, you get the idea. I was working the 9 to 5 beat at the front desk when a call came in. The boss's name is Thursday. My partner's name is Monday. We work with a woman named Tuesday. My name's Friday. Thursday Enterprises, we are open seven days a week except Sunday. This is still Monday. How may I help you? Mr. Thursday, yes sir. We are all here right now, except Tuesday. Oh, she's the one you wanted. And no, sir, she didn't quit. Yes, yeah, I would know about it. I would know about it, right? Yes, sir, apparently I would know about it. Any message? Yes, I'll tell her. Goodbye, sir. That was Thursday. He wants Tuesday for some reason, but wouldn't tell me why. Hey, Tuesday. Thursday's gonna call you Friday. Why would he do that? My name's Tuesday. No, no. I meant he'll call you on Friday. Then say what you mean. And besides, I'm not getting on Friday. We're just friends. I've always considered you a friend. Don't suck up, Friday. It's unbecoming. This week, Thursday, we'll call you this Friday. He'll call me this Uh, what? What do you mean? You said he'd call me this. This what? This Friday. This Friday. No, Friday. This week. Thursday. We'll call you. And say what? I don't know. He didn't say. Well, you better not call me Friday. That's how rumors start. I'm sure he'll make his call workplace appropriate. He better. I have rights, you know. It's in the handbook. You have the right to be sexy. Oh, thank you, Friday. Hey, that's sexist. That's what I said. Sexy. No, there's a difference. You better be careful. I'll bring you up on charges and then look at you. You're looking at me now. And I'm not happy about it. Remember, you don't want to go to jail. All that fuss the last time. Hey, everybody, look. We got Joe Friday in jail. And what do you hate the most? Just the facts. And Monday won't bail you out this time. If I tell him not to, will you, Monday? That's right, I won't. You still owe me bail money from last time. And it was a Wednesday. Oh, I need to call her about something. Monday is a salesman for this outfit. A good one, too. Maybe the best I've ever seen. What Tuesday doesn't know is that Monday is in love with her. Maybe she knows and chooses not to know. If so, she's not letting on. But she won't let Monday know. He's married. A long time. To Wednesday. It's complicated. Speaking of Wednesday, I just had my hair done. It looked great then, too. What's wrong with it now? Nothing. I just remembered how good it looked. As opposed to now? Thanks a lot. That stings. I'm not going to win this, am I? Not even a small chance. But you might score some points if you can talk some sense into Monday by Thursday. What's Thursday got to do with it? He's going to call me Friday, and I don't want him to think I like Monday. But you do like Monday. Everyone knows it. Not everyone. Monday's all right. We're, We're friendly. He likes you. You're never nice to him. I'm never nice to anyone. You're nice to that homeless guy on the corner. He's in love with you, you know. Who? The homeless guy? I don't think he's my type. 
I like people with homes and jobs. Don't forget that. Monday has a home and a job, and he's in love with you. Well, I don't love him. Why would he be in love with me? I'm never nice to him. Besides, he's married. Is he? When did he get married? Years ago, according to legend. Remember meeting Wednesday? No, I was off Wednesday. I had a doctor's appointment. Not last Wednesday, stupid. That's when I got my hair done. We met Wednesday once. I spend every Wednesday with you. We met Monday's wife Wednesday once. When? I think it was a Saturday. I don't remember. When did they get married? And why wasn't I invited to the wedding? I thought Monday and I were pals. No one was invited. It was years ago. So they eloped. How do you know all this? Did you go to the wedding? Gee, I like weddings. Of course I didn't go. I didn't know Monday then and therefore wasn't invited. Imagine that. Monday gets married and neither one of us was invited. No wonder you don't like him. Maybe I don't like him either. That's good. We'll just go with that. Monday, why wasn't Tuesday and I invited to your wedding? What? Oh, you mean my wedding ten years ago. Yeah, exactly. Well, uh, let me think about that. Uh, we eloped? Nailed it. And because I didn't know you then. That might be a good reason. But if you got married now, you'd invite me? Of course I would. You'd be my best man. Would you come too, Tuesday? I'd have to think about it. Depends to whom you're getting married. Oh, I know! Shut Shut up. up. I might as well confess, Tuesday. I'm in love with you. He's in love with you on Tuesdays. And I have been. For a long time. For a long time. Are you an echo? I'm helping! Well, I don't like you, Monday. No matter what day of the week it is. Why not? Why not? Is it because of the wedding? Shut Shut up. up. You're married. It just wouldn't work out. I, I could never be... The other woman. I wouldn't know if you were coming to me or Wednesday. What if he saw you weekends? You're not helping. That wouldn't work either. I'm busy most weekends. I could see you on Friday. Oh boy! Hush you. You have no chance with me. What about Thursday? He has less of a chance than Friday. See, Monday, at least I have a chance. Can we get back to me, Monday? You, mister, have zero chance with me. But you're all I think about. Monday... Tuesday, Wednesday... Nice little love triangle there. You're lucky you didn't include Thursday because I would kill you. Let's agree to table this discussion for now. And forever, as far as I'm concerned. Thursday Enterprises, we're open seven days a week except Sunday. This is Tuesday night. How may I help you? Oh, yes, Mr. Thursday. It is Tuesday. I thought you were calling Friday. No, sir. It's Tuesday here. Yes, it's Tuesday speaking, too. I know it must be confusing. It's nice to hear from you, too. No, sir, I didn't quit. Yes, I will tell the other guy, and that one guy, too. When? Oh, I see. Do you want everyone here? Well, it's Monday and Friday. Yes, they do work here. Yes, I'm sure they do. I'm really positive. They would be excited to meet you, too. Yes, sir. I'll see you then. Thursday's coming here to the office. When? When? There's that echo again. Day after tomorrow. On Thursday? That's pizza day. Yes, Thursday's coming on Thursday. Ironic, isn't it? Who thinks that's such a great idea? That is pizza day, right? Obviously, Thursday thinks it's a great idea. 
Did he say what he wants? Probably to give me a big raise and a promotion, since I'm the best salesperson. I'm pretty sure you bought that award yourself, mailed it to the office, and acted surprised when you got it. You're not even close to being the best salesperson. I'm the one who closed that big deal the other day. Which day? Monday. What? Tell her, Monday. I closed that deal with Monthly last Monday. <laughs> you did not. I closed it on Tuesday. You did no such thing on me. Neither one of you would have closed that deal if I hadn't been walking nearby and wearing that red sweater. So there. I do like that sweater. I'm thinking of getting one just like it for my mother. Maybe in blue, though. And not cashmere. I'm thinking wool. She gets cold. That's nice. You boys just remember to call me boss. <laughs> we'll see what happens on Thursday. Bosses have a lot of headaches. Are you up to it? Yes. Ready, willing, and able. Isn't that the law firm down the hall? I might be able to hire an assistant. Hey, my sister's kid needs a job. He could work here. What's his name? Harry Sunday. Oh, that wouldn't work. It would remind me too much of an unpleasant dessert. Wait, why does your sister's kid need a job? Isn't your wife really rich? Why do you even work, by the way? My wife doesn't like to get involved in my personal life. I can't wait for Thursday to get here. Just to see Thursday? No, it's pizza day. I already know what I want. Thursday's here, you idiots. Thursday's here. What? It's Wednesday. What? Wednesday's here? Oh, God, no. No, it's Mr. Thursday Monday. He's here on Wednesday. Of all the bad luck. I just had to wear brown today. Hey, it's good news. We can still have pizza day. Well, where is he? He'll come. He said he would come. <laughs> Thanks, Godot. Maybe the elevator is stuck. Uh, we're on the first floor? Maybe he's bringing lunch. It's 9 a.m. I often eat early. <laughs> it was open the whole time. Oh, this place is small. Mr. Thursday, welcome to your company. Thank you. Who are you? Still Monday, sir. Your best salesman. Oh, do you work here? Tuesday night, sir. Yes, I see you. Right here. You're the confusing young lady I spoke to on the phone. I've never liked phones. And you must be Monday. I'm Friday. I'm Monday. Well, we'll get to the bomb this somehow. I have important news regarding the company. Are we expanding? That's very exciting. Getting raises? Are we closing down? Oh, none of that. Oh, why wait? We are closing. Good guess there, uh... Monday. Monday, yes. According to the latest report right here, it seems business is off by... Quite a bit, actually. As a result, we're unable to keep this office open. What happens to us? I'm sure you'll go on to lead productive and interesting lives. My father once said that loss builds character. That's why he abandoned me in an early age, <laughs> according to my mother. What does that mean? Everyone is effectively terminated as of today. Even me? And your name? Uh, Monday. 
Monday, Monday. Here you are. Why, yes, Monday. Especially you. You're fire too. Oh, good. I wouldn't want to be left out. Then I'm happy to be able to bring you the good news. This is terrible. It's the worst thing that's ever happened to me. Oh, come now. I'm sure as you age, there'll be something that happens that'll be much worse than this. <laughs> I'm reminded of an amusing anecdote that happened to my wife. She accidentally fell on the ice last winter. You remember the big ice storm <laughs> and broke her hip <laughs> right in front of Macy's. That's terrible. She sued them and won quite a bit of money. Not that I've seen a penny of it. But anyway, there's always a happy ending. So you're saying I should sue you? Yes. I mean, no. You will all receive severance packages. Maybe we could strike. I think we need a job to do that. I'll have my assistant prepare your sandwiches by tomorrow. He has an assistant. Somehow that doesn't make me feel better. On behalf of Thursday Enterprises, thank you for your loyal service. I'm sorry it had to turn out this way. Okay, who's hungry? I'm starved. I'm gonna eat. Nothing phases him, does it? <laughs> no, he's lucky that way. Well, that's it, Monday. Life in the big city is over for me. It's back to Minnesota, where I'll live out the rest of my life on their back porch with my parents and older sisters. Did you know, Monday? I was married once before. No, I didn't know that. You're pretty tight-mouthed sometimes. Right out of college. He was an artist named John Knight. I was a young Tuesday morning. So, Tuesday morning became Tuesday night overnight. Thursday was right about one thing. You are confusing. Pretty much. So I could never marry you Monday. I don't want to be Tuesday Monday. I don't know how Wednesday does it. What about your wife Monday? What about her? How will she take the news? I have a confession to make Tuesday... Wednesday and I got a divorce. When did this happen? The divorce just became final today. That's why she called earlier. We had just heard from the lawyers. Uh, we had been growing distant by the day. It was inevitable. I didn't tell you because, well, I didn't want you to know I wasn't good at everything. I already knew that. You should have told me Monday. Would it have made a difference? We'll never know now. And just when I thought this day was ruined. Hey, why don't we keep this place open with the three of us? We could keep the office right here. With lower overhead, we could make this work. We'll convince Friday to get a loan from his wife. No one has to change anything. Do you think it'll work? I don't know, but we'll never know unless we try. You know, for a pessimist, you're awfully optimistic. I'm optimistic about a lot of things right now. Well, don't get too confident about some things. I'm still the best salesperson. Not even close. You've reached the former home of Thursday Enterprises. Call back next week to reach the new company, Monday, Friday night. Please leave a message at the tone. Beep! It's Wednesday, Monday. Oh no, we're not going to start that again. Let's go find Friday. I'm still hungry.
Well, I'm officially not sure what day of the week it is. That was George Sapio as Joe Friday, Robert Sawyer as Still Monday, Deborah A. Cole as Tuesday Night, and Dominic McGee as Mr. Thursday in Monday, Tuesday, Friday by Greg Hatfield. So, Georgette, now that I'm finished listing all the days involved, what are your first impressions? It was a lovely little play. It was it felt like a nice little romp with a <laughs> a nice little premise that you can have a lot of fun with people who's got the same names as days of the week. Yeah, you can have a bit of fun with a with a play on words. And I thought that this was brilliantly contrived so that you could get as much fun as possible. There was a nice little storyline in there, whatever you go. With something like that, you don't want a deep and serious plot after all, let's face it. Mm -hmm. um, but there was a nice little storyline, so it moved it along nicely. Mm -hmm. And the characters were all nice and clearly defined and you could have a bit of fun with each of them. <laughs> it was a completely new education for me because I'd never heard of the 1940s radio programme. Uh, when I first read the script after I'd listened to a couple of samples of the radio, it became very apparent to me that what he was aiming for was a fast-paced play on words and that's basically what we got. Um, yeah. I mean, say the dialogue is wonderfully back and forth. And obviously, as you said earlier, the characters are named as they are, just adds to the humour, um, if a bit of confusion as well. Well, that's the point of it, really, isn't it? <laughs> but while it was done as an audio piece, I think it would make a very interesting live piece as well, because it lends itself almost to verbal farce, I suppose, would be the... It is verbal farce. Mm. Yeah, it was... Um... It's got to be fast paced, otherwise it's not going to work. No. And yeah, I, I mean, I think audio is a really good, good mechanism for it because you've got the idea. Anything else might probably be a bit distracting because it is such a verbal piece. Yeah. Well, I think the ver for me, there was a moment when they were talking about Monday's wife and Tuesday was clearly getting exasperated at trying to explain this to Friday and he goes we met Monday's wife Wednesday once and I was like oh god I've got a headache <laughs> and, and the answering the telephone as well open seven days a week except Sunday yeah mm. <laughs> yes <laughs> yeah let it wash over you don't try to analyze <laughs> it too deeply but I think if they manage to keep the office open they need to hire Friday's nephew Sunday just to complete the confusion yeah yeah <laughs> And then go out for a Knickerbocker glory, which is a Sunday. <laughs> oh, but... God. <laughs> so all in all for you, um, final thought for the piece? I just liked it. It was <laughs> such a, a fun little piece to do <laughs> and more power to its elbow, I would say. <laughs> well, after all that comedy confusion, uh, we've now reached the end of the show. Georgette, it's been an absolute pleasure having you here. Thank you so much for joining me. You're more than welcome. And that is all there is from me for this episode, but I'll be back in a fortnight with another piece, but this time by a British playwright, so I hope you can join me then. In the meantime, I'm Rachel Feeney-Williams, this is Theatrical Shenanigans, bringing down the curtain and saying, I hope you can join me next time. Theatrical Shenanigans was an RFW Scripts production, with music written and produced by Chris Cody.